everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Crypto Tips. I have a special guest for you, uh, Raphael from Wealthy Expat. You might remember him. He's our traveling companion on all things crypto, uh, tax-free lifestyles, and and just you know pursuing the life that is most free. And uh, so his YouTube channel, if you haven't checked it out, Wealthy Expat a plethora of information across a lot of different countries now, uh, maybe focusing a little bit on Dubai and and certainly expanding from there. So thank you for joining with us, Raphael. Happy to be here. Love to talk to your audience always. And we got some good insights for you guys. Uh, you guys know that we love to be proactive on this channel. We were telling you guys dollar cost average year a year ago. So you are well prepared for this bull market. And now that it seems like the bull market might be kicking off. And for those of you who want to be planning for the profits that you might be making, this is the video for you. Uh, we're going to be talking about KYC, tax residencies, passports, and all these things that you can and should be having lined up ahead of time so that when you actually have the funds or you actually need to be making those moves, you don't have any surprises and it's already laid out for you. So, uh, Raphael, let's first talk about KYC. Uh, it's a lot of things. That it's something that everyone seems to have to go through, obviously, for entering and exiting the fiat world. We were talking earlier, right before I started recording, how the U.S. is now trying to tax everything, even possibly on decentralized exchanges. So what are your thoughts on possible KYC restrictions? Who is most likely to have no exit for KYC? I really don't want to be as negative as that, but if it's a possibility, what can people expect in terms of KYC uh, in crypto? What I think this is mostly going to affect is U.S. citizens. So if you're a U.S. citizen living in the U.S., you're most likely going to be affected by this. And even if you don't exchange to fiat, so you could use a Trezor wallet, you could use a decentralized exchange, decentralized wallet. And what the IRS is trying to do is essentially trying to KYC everything outside of centralized exchanges. So they took down Binance. I mean, we all we all saw how he didn't just step down. These these charges weren't really real. I mean, they were they're trying to control crypto. And obviously the companies that are setting up these ETFs, they're trying to manipulate and control crypto as much as possible. So if you see it coming, if you say, okay, the IRS is trying to restrict crypto, now anybody that receives more than $10,000 as a crypto payment needs to report it, which is a little bit interesting because Satoshi, the $1.2 that was sent to him, some people are saying that this is kind of somebody sent him money in order for him to report it on his taxes and then try to find out who Satoshi is, which maybe that's why, but you will not have to report all crypto payments even if you're outside of the US, even it doesn't matter. And most likely they will also do KYC on decentralized exchanges. So there is no really escaping government control. I think the European Union is pretty much gonna do the same. I mean, Canada, UK, EU pretty much follow what the US does. There will be some, let's say protest or a little bit of backlash for this, but most likely this will get implemented. So how you get away from this or how you at least put some barriers in between is you have an ID somewhere else, so a residency permit. Let's say you get a golden visa in Portugal, you invest in Portugal, you invest in Spain, you get a golden visa, you invest in Dubai, you open up a company in Dubai, you get a residency permit in Dubai. You can go through other routes. I don't recommend them too much, but it's having e-residency. So Palau is a country that gives you e-residency. It's not that strong because you're not actually a resident. You don't have a bank account there or anything, but you at least have an ID that ties you to another country. 
That's the first step. So wherever you are in the world, get an ID somewhere else, get a residency permit somewhere else. That will at least give you an address. For example, what a lot of Americans and Canadians are doing, they're coming down to Mexico, they're getting residency, they're getting a bank account, they're getting an address, and everything is fast, cheap, easy. Mexico is the land of just doing everything easy and fast if you have money. So you can do it here. You could then access those decentralized exchanges from Mexico. And even though you're still a U.S. citizen or a Canadian citizen, you would have a lot more protection. Hmm. Now, the other step on top of that, which you did, I did, many other people have done, is to get another citizenship. Now, citizenship by investment, it's tricky because the countries like you got Sankit citizenship, I got Sankit citizenship. Sankit is now $250,000 and it's quite unstable. So the market for Caribbean citizenship is unstable because Europe, because the U.S., they, they want to beat down as many options as possible. They don't want you to have an option to have a different nationality, a different name. For example, if you want to change your name with any of these programs, like it, it, it's impossible pretty much. So they want you to be controlled as much as possible. And if you get one of these citizenships, you might lose visa-free access to, let's say, Europe or to any of these countries. But if the goal is to just have another nationality another country you could call home as a plan b another country you could go to the first level is residency like going to mexico or dubai and then the other level is to actually get a second passport which you did and i did there is when i when i'm hearing all this too is obviously on my passport on my ids that i have in portugal my my passport from st kitts and nevis it all says that i'm born in the u.s so it won't take much investigation for them to ask, you know, if you are a U.S. citizen. And it's something I'm always warning people to. Just recently, I had someone ask me, I'm a dual citizenship with uh, Britain and uh, and the U.S. And I want to separate my bank account from my U.S. accounts and having to do with crypto. And the fact of the matter is, is that when you're creating an account, at least on a centralized exchange, you are agreeing to their terms and conditions. And within that, if you are failing to report some things, uh, they might find that, you know, you you violated that. And so they could have the right to lock you out of your account, possibly your funds as well. So um, I, I totally understand that having, you know, another ID is, is a step in the right direction, but I'm not sure it's, it's enough. It, but also we have to talk about what's the difference between creating laws like this and actually enforcing them and what kind of reality is it for people to actually get caught? Are they going to be making examples of some people just to scare people out? Also what's happening with the micro regulations um, is it's kind of ironic that they're, they have a clause in there for like DeFi and decentralized exchanges saying if they're decentralized enough, it won't fall under the realm of regulation. Like if there's no, clear third party for them to regulate, then they won't regulate it. But the reality is they can't regulate it. So my hope is that there's going to be a real push for actually really decentralized platforms that people can still transact with freely with crypto. But uh, yeah, this is something that Toby and I are always talking about with our second citizenships and and our choice. And I'm glad that you uh, renounced as well. I'm sure you haven't regretted that decision. I haven't wow. regretted it in the past five years. Um, wow. Yeah, so it's it's definitely something to consider if it's in the back of your mind, if you're watching this and you're like, man, I really don't like the way that it's going with the U.S., at least having another residency, it could be possibly on track to get another citizenship. Uh, it's definitely something to to consider. 
Yeah, because having the so for example, I opened a bank account in Europe. I was doing buying a property, and I did it with my Mexican passport. And it, I, it says I was born in the U.S., so the bank mm-hmm. automatically flagged the account as a U.S. Mm-hmm. citizen. And they asked me, we either need your U.S. passport, a U.S. tax return, or your renunciation. So yeah, it, I didn't mean that the residency or the passport is going to completely eliminate all KYC if you're a U.S. citizen. You still need to do it, and by law, you will still mm-hmm. need to do it. The last option, which I didn't want to mention because it is a big option, is to just renounce, which I honestly think makes more and more sense the more you see the direction of the U.S. Like they're allowing tens of millions of people that have no papers to just walk into the country while you as a U.S. citizen need to pay taxes, need to do all this regulation. Why not just give it up? It's it's U.S. citizenship is not what it was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. So I would I would recommend to just give it up yeah i mean not to mention the fact that the pe- the taxes you would be paying is very detrimental to yourself and a drop in the bucket not even a drop it's like a piece of mist in the bucket to like the debt of the u.s you know like your taxes yeah. get too much their printing is, is doing a lot more uh for that effect but yeah um so let's talk about actually for those who aren't u.s citizens and you want to move to a more tax-friendly jurisdiction because you want to cash out some crypto and you don't want to be taxed as much as possible um what are some things that people or places people can consider for changing their tax residency and also um some of the the uh, requirements and the procedure that they could expect from that what i would say is there's not one perfect option. So there are there are multiple options. One is for, for example, tax residency, then you have for lifestyle, then you have for, let's say, banking or other reasons. I still think Dubai is one of the best options because it's fast. It's zero capital gains tax. So you do pay tax on any earned income. So if you coach people how to do crypto trading, then obviously that's going to be taxed to a certain extent. You can avoid a lot of it. But if you invested in Bitcoin, literally when we did this video a year ago, when it was 15,000 and now it's, uh, let's say it goes to 150,000, you made that 10X gain as long as you're residing in Dubai and not in your home country. And as long as you're not a US citizen, that would be tax-free. So capital gains is tax-free. Personal income also, if you do any consulting work or anything at the personal level, is tax-free. And it's quite livable. Things work, things are fast. You can pay in crypto, you can cash out your crypto. So Dubai, I'm not going to say it doesn't have any cons or any bad things to it, but as a first step, it works really well. Then once you're in Dubai and you left your home country, let's say that's Spain, which is regulating and taxing crypto a lot, Germany, Belgium, all these countries, they're just going crazy on crypto. Japan also is prosecuting crypto cases. They they recently put a guy in prison for, for not reporting his crypto transactions. Wow. You can go to Dubai, set up your, your residency first. And then from there, you start thinking, okay, where do I want to live and where do I want to buy property? Where do I want to work towards a second passport? And they don't have to be these first world countries. You don't have to think about, oh, I need to invest in like the top, top place in the world. There are other places. There's like, if you want to be in the EU, obviously Portugal, you have, uh, I would say if you're from the region of Spain, Portugal, France, you want to get out of there. Andorra could be a really solid one. I've been looking into Andorra a lot. You could also look at Eastern Europe, EU, Bulgaria is also solid for crypto. And outside of EU, you have Serbia, Montenegro, countries that don't really harass you for your taxes. And that's what I would recommend is to find a country like a Mexico, like a Serbia, UAE, 
to a certain extent, Thailand, although they're getting a little bit more stricter, but these countries, they don't really care how much money you bring, what taxes you're paying on that money, as long as it's done legally back home and mm. always do it legally back home. You leave your home country and then you find these countries where you can create a portfolio. And that's essentially what I've done. That's what I recommend yeah. to get citizenship in, in a place or residency in a place like Mexico, have your residency, long-term residency in a place like Dubai. And then if you want to get a, a second passport, you can just invest into multiple countries. Argentina now, although it's they're going to dollarize the economy, some people are saying that's great. Some people are saying, wait, they're just going to be controlled by the U.S. completely. So I can't say Argentina is a great place because some people will say, wait, it's actually going to be more controlled by the U.S. than it was before. But mm-hmm. it's really easy to get citizenship. Argentina is like, it's two years. Spanish is an easy language to learn. And it's an extremely cheap country. Like you can have an insane apartment for a thousand dollars a month. You could you could live like a like a king for two thousand five hundred. It's quite insane. Plus, work towards an amazing second passport. Mm-hmm. And yeah, first step Dubai. Second step, look at the plethora of options. That's a really good point. Um, being like really strategic like that, going where it's fast and easy, and you can and establish yourself there, get the tax benefits while exploring other places as well. Um, yeah, uh, for anyone who's thinking of moving for tax purposes and you've never really traveled before, I highly recommend going to the places that you're considering and feel them out because yeah. what's represented online can be very different from the actual feel that you have when you're at a place. I traveled to a few places where I was like, oh, I'm going to love it here. And then I'm like, oh, why? It's not just doesn't jive for some reason. So I uh, highly recommend that, but that's a really good, really good uh, st- strategy that you shared there. Um, do you want to talk about passports? Okay, so okay, so now you have your your tax residency. You got some uh, tax benefits from crypto. You're saving some money, uh, not paying taxes, and now you can afford a second passport. Uh, El Salvador is, you know, been huge all over Bitcoin since 2021 when they first named it legal tender. Now, more recently, they've made some news announcements about maybe a visa program. Now it's like a passport program. Can you talk to us about that? And are there any other countries that are accepting crypto directly to pay for a second citizenship? Crypto directly, the only one is El Salvador right now. It's a million dollars and Bitcoin or USDT. And at first I saw the announcement and they said it was a visa that could then turn into citizenship. And I thought this is the stupidest thing ever. But then they, I think it was just a media play. They didn't want to be recognized as a citizenship country. So then they, three days later, they changed the launch text to, no, you actually get a passport in six weeks which is obviously in a month and a half, you can get citizenship, but it's a million dollars. So if you have, I don't know, 30 million in Bitcoin and you're in the US and you think, you know, Salvador is not that bad of a passport. I want to get out of here, do it. For most people, a million dollars for El Salvador. Yeah, there's way better options for that money. You could split that money between different countries. Mm. So it's not really worth it. But if you want to pay with Bitcoin and you have a ton of it or USDT, then that's an option. Yeah, you just throw money in a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The second option, which is uh, exchanging your crypto to pay for a passport, because all Caribbean programs, technically they accept crypto if the crypto is exchanged onto a bank and then it's shown as proof of funds for the last Mm. six months and then you can pay with it. So it's not like if you have a bunch of USDT, you don't want to be connected to a bank in any way. You just want to pay for 
for the citizenship straight away, you just have Bitcoin, Ethereum, you want to pay directly or Solana, then that's not really an option. You will have to off-ramp into a bank account or any other way. What I would recommend, for example, let's say you're a US citizen, you're looking to renounce, you have all your money in Bitcoin and you want to get a second citizenship, but it's kind of hard because you can't off-ramp your crypto. What you could do is you could go to Dubai. You wouldn't pay zero tax because the US is still knocking on your door, but you can off-ramp in Dubai by buying a property in crypto, buying cars mm-hmm. in crypto, do- doing different things and then reselling those or just sending it straight to a bank account. And then from that bank account in Dubai, you then pay for your citizenship. That's literally what I did. US citizen got an account in Dubai, cashed out in Dubai, got second citizenship, and then everything you start putting it on the second nationality. So you change your Binance, you change your everything that you did KYC for, you change it to the new nationality, and then at some point you renounce. But before you renounce, I would advise you to also get residency in like Mexico and other countries, like in Europe and so on. Yeah. Mm. A lot of things to think about, and it's really important to do this thinking now when things are still relatively yeah. calm. I know there's a bunch of hype coming out about the ETF and Bitcoin's going to moon like in what, two days? In a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know, it's it's easy to take these things for granted and have it just be a thought, but really take some effort if, if this is something that you're seriously considering to take some steps now so you don't regret it later, because you're probably not the only one who's going to be rushing into this decision. And much like what happened with St. Kitts and Nevis, when they put that citizenship for sale, they were rushed and, and bombarded by people. And I'm sure it's going to be the same as well in these other crypto-friendly uh, regions and tax residency options. So um yeah oh, uh, adding to that uh sync now has a huge backlog it's taking over eight to ten months to get citizenship wow. so if you read the ads and so on and you see like oh three to six months let me get that one well actually it takes almost a year at this point because everybody wants to get it and everybody applied at that time when they increased the price so mm-hmm. if you see a good opportunity right now i think the best opportunities are dominica and saint lucia i think saint lucia doesn't really receive that much like any media at all, Dominica, yes, and they lost access to the UK. So I would get something like a St. Lucia or an Antigua, not the best country in the world. You're probably not going to live there, but just to have a second citizenship. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's never an, uh, it's never a bad idea to have a plan B, uh, period, <laughs> in my yeah. experience. Better to have it and not need it. But yeah, so you're hanging out in Mexico. How do you like Mexico? Mexico is a big crypto hub. So yeah. it's more of a North American crypto hub. So a lot of Americans, Canadians, they come down here when it's cold over there. And there's there's even like a crypto community here. Like they meet up every Wednesday for crypto events and so on. So if you're an American or Canadian or even British, like they have straight flights here, you could come down to Mexico and get a residency. I mean, literally, it's the easiest thing you could ever imagine. It's It's so fast, so easy to get residency. They welcome your money. Uh, just don't use Mexican banks because they could be tied to the other world of Mexico. Mm. But I would, as long as you keep your money out, Mexico is a great place. And there is a huge crypto community. So at least for the winter, it's perfect. Yeah. I think it's really interesting seeing what's happening with different countries kind of aligning themselves to be friendly towards crypto and the money and and hopefully the infrastructure that's going to come with that. Yeah. Uh, I think like over the next 10, 15 years, it's going to be really interesting to see what countries are, their reputations are changing or the values that people are identifying in them are changing as well. So 
maybe next Mexico has been, I think, rumored to be one of the next countries to uh, declare to like officially officially adopt Bitcoin. I think, right? One of those. I think is Mexico. Uh, I, I would I would say I hope so, but it's 120 million people. So if they do that, like that's that's a big shock. So, mm. And and the U.S. I mean, they have a free trade agreement with the U.S. and Canada, so that's gonna piss off the U.S. So it's. I hope they do. And <laughs> Mexico is one of those places where if you look at the different places around the world, where, where do you have freedom, which is most, most crypto people, they just want total freedom mm-hmm. and not freedom in, in the sense of it's more freedom, fin- financial freedom, more like the government doesn't try to restrict you. The government doesn't try to chase you. Mexico's up there on the list of the top, like three five freedom countries that the government doesn't really care what you do as long as it's not super illegal or mm-hmm. it's not illegal at all. So I would, if you're from this region, I would definitely consider it. If you're from uh, Europe, I would definitely consider Portugal or other small pockets. The south of Spain also is very crypto heavy because they remove wealth taxes. So a lot of people move there. And yeah, try to find these pockets of crypto communities. And Dubai obviously has a giant one. Yeah. Well, long live crypto. And we'll see what happens with Bitcoin and the ETF. Um, thank you so much for the insights on how to prepare for the profits of the bull run. Um, be happy to have you on again as things change and new developments come on. If you guys haven't checked out Wealthy Expat on YouTube and WealthyExpat.com, I highly recommend that you do. There's a ton of really like free and very helpful information. Um, if, and if you're really looking into, you know, establishing yourself in Dubai, um, go ahead and give, um, give your business to Rafa. Thank you. Thank you for tuning you so in. Much. Hit like and subscribe. Check out Rafa and Wealthy Expat. Give him a like and subscribe. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, guys.